Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Snake's Paw. I've got Jack and Matthew with me. How are we feeling, guys? Feeling good. Feeling good. And just checking. Y'all have no idea why I asked you here. Is that right? That is correct. I have absolutely no idea. Have an idea. It, it actually makes me very nervous, to be honest. Excellent. That is where we want to be. So, um, just be nervous. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, we got to take a step back in time for this. So, y'all remember we did a series called Noir City Blues. We've done one season of, and uh, and Noir City Blues. If anyone hasn't already listened to it, is our exercise in really, really silly comedy noir. It's like a universe where anything can happen as long as it rhymes, and the sort of weird combination of really serious noir stuff and really lighthearted silly stuff that we like to do gives us like for example there's a bartender character in the series that shows up over and over again and he plays that sort of confidant role that bartenders are in noir stories but he also makes these like horrific drinks with silly names that in like reality nobody would ever make but someone did <laughs> So um, I had the good luck to be the one who checked our email the other day and to see that an incredible listener <laughs> named Andrew, hi Angie, and thank you, um, had the courage <laughs> to go through the series and make every drink in it and not just make them, but actually try them. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. And <laughs> right, I mean, dangerous in some of these cases you may not remember y'all any of the uh, any of the recipes we did but we did not i, I felt like some of them were like yeah when we devised them so <laughs> there are some light ingredient substitutions but not as many as you would expect okay and angie shared with us a uh, a series of photographs notes on ingredient substitution so if anyone wants to try to make these you have some great insight <laughs> into doing it and some tasting notes for the uh for the sommeliers out there. <laughs> of so, all the things I was prepared for this surprise to be, that was not even anywhere on my radar. Same. Oh my God. <laughs> You're in for I a, feel you're in for a bad ride. for Angie, but also very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we want out of our listeners, y'all, is scientific self-experimentation. Um, uh, I'm sure our lawyers are going to be like, uh, cut that part out. We do not want that. <laughs> so, we're gonna share these and and for anyone listening we have this like we do with all of our episodes in both the podcast feed and on youtube and normally there's not a big difference between those but in this case if you're listening in podcast form and you're not like driving right now give a thought to checking this out via youtube <laughs> because there we will be able to share the photos the very like product demo kind of, sh of photos that Angie passed along to us, and there's just a little extra oomph in those, but it's going to work as a podcast too, because we're going to read out the recipes and the tasting notes and let you know what we're dealing with. Oh my god, okay. Y'all ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, great. So, Angie was kind enough, like we said, to give us some visuals. The Noir City Bar drink menu uh, begins with, uh, Jack, would you read this one for us? <laughs> this one was uh, your creation, actually. The Bloody Mary Poppins. Uh, vodka, tomato juice, and bubblegum Pedialyte. Oh, <laughs> and, uh... my gosh. It looks... 
better than in my head. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so go on. How did it turn out? Taster notes. Uh, unable to locate bubblegum flavor. That's okay. Substituted strawberry. <laughs> Equally terrible. Oh, gosh. It's so like I just shot love... glasses filled way too high. It looks like a special, like, seasonal autumn cocktail, but, like, yeah. like it looks very legitimate on that. If you <laughs> didn't know what went into it, it looks like a blood orange juice, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, visual, I give this a 10 out of 10 yeah. for mm -hmm. a presentation. <laughs> I, would, I would drink this thinking that I was in for a good time. <laughs> uh, and, you know, equally terrible could mean equally not terrible as well, so it's possible. Solid. <laughs> this is extremely delicious. <laughs> you know, if we had to edit it, looking at it now, I think the Bloody Mary Poppins needs something for the mouth feel. We should have put like some Skittles in it or something. Well, funny you should say that, Jack. As a matter of fact, drink <laughs> oh, number two. Uh, Maffa, would you read this? Sparkling water, which has Skittles, sparkling water, and thyme. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like watery Skittles. Fun to make. Similar to pimentos and Coke. Least heinous thing on the menu. <laughs> okay. And I wonder if the Mentos and Coke comparison means that this also is kind of explosive. Because we don't see a yeah. mess. So I wonder how the time <laughs> ingredient went. Yeah. It looks very thoroughly it, dissolved. <laughs> it, it looks pretty bubbly at the top, too. So... Yeah. And where the, where the previous one was like a nice blood orange red, just like Jack said, this one has just a, a, a hint of brown that would make me a, a notch more suspicious. Yeah. I also like for any, for any uh, prospective mixologists who are listening to this or watching this, we can see that this is an affordable recipe book because great value brand is being represented. So uh, move on to the next one. And Jack, you can read this out for us. Okay. The Green Goblin, Mountain Dew, Sake, and Lime Juice. I will confess, uh, I actually like wanted to try this one when, when you included this, it. Yeah, it does not like, look bad. I was like, I was intrigued by that one. It's like, that could work. <laughs> it's so Mountain Dew at the typical bar, but yeah. Uh, also known as Mount Fuji, which makes me wonder, did... Uh, did this person rename it, or is this an actual drink that I accidentally <laughs> made up? Just the coincidence of genius. <laughs> the right idea just lands in multiple heads. It is the second best thing on the menu, and I think from now on, if it's not already a drink, we're going to refer to this as Mount Fuji. <laughs> and it's the first best thing on the menu that has alcohol in it, we should know. That's true. <laughs> so, Skittle Water for the kids, Green Goblin slash Mount Fuji. I kind of, I know this is going to like derail the momentum, but I just have to bring this up. Do you guys remember that one time when we were kids and we went to like a garage sale and we found a bottle of sake that was like 50 years old and we got it and we took it back to your house, Andrew, and we opened it and uh, quickly changed our minds and threw it away? No, I've completely forgotten this. I remember other incidents involving questionable concoctions. We had a thing for that. Yeah. So there's just they've the others have crowded this out of my memory, yeah. I guess. Oh. Okay. I, 
a garage sale in uh in our hometown of all places it's truly <laughs> cosmopolitan place not only sake but bad sake <laughs> gets everywhere we're just old sake <laughs> that's right that's right age like most wines. too far <laughs> uh matthew you want to read our next one <laughs> the kiss of death it's Jaeger pickle juice in a cool shot glass. A very cool shot glass, yeah. let us know. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a bear. So was the cool shot glass specified in the episode? I or don't that think it was. Okay. This was you, Jack, right? Jaeger and pickle remember. juice, the cool shot glass was not specified? I don't think that the cool shot glass, I think that was a, a, a house concoction, and I approve of it. So, tasting notes, I have so many horrible memories with Jaeger, and here's one more. Truly awful. Not redeemed by the Cool Shot glass, uh, but let us note, too, that it is Mount Olive Hamburger Dill chips <laughs> in this case. So, if one wanted to improve premium. on this, maybe a different pickle source could be the way to go. Yeah, and I will say, pickle juice is ostensibly, allegedly, I haven't tried it, uh, Supposed to help with hangovers. Oh, and Roby, who plays the bartender, swears by that. Yeah. So <laughs> the source of all of this insight, the person who knows how to make all of these recipes, is a, is a true believer. So it might be terrible, but you might not have a hangover. It cancels <laughs> out the Jaeger. Yeah, there you go. Further the best testing needed. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> uh, on we go. You ready, Jack? I'm ready. Pig Latin. <laughs> oh, gosh. I see this. It's not sediment at the bottom, but okay. So Pig Latin <laughs> is mezcal, lime juice, a very common ingredient, and bacon bits. And uh, taster notes. It, the Ude Atne Ekenendre. At the bottom. <laughs> Unable to locate cheap mezcal, substituted tequila, you will reevaluate your relationship with bacon. Oh, if that's not a resounding endorsement, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do appreciate the choice to uh, to sum it up as ude atne ecomendre. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Angie. Well done. Oh man. So yes, not a not a. Not a loud recommendation, but if you had a bad relationship with bacon to begin with, maybe it's a fresh start. <laughs> now, this one is a real cocktail. Yes. So, <laughs> with a, a slightly different recipe from the classic version, if you want to take yeah, this it's, one. It's a Hemingway invention. Uh, death in the afternoon, champagne, absinthe, and pretentiousness. Taster notes, unable to look at absinthe, substituted flavored syrup, very pretty. Pretentiousness was a little rich. So perhaps it stick is... with the Hemingway recipe, which is just the champagne and the absinthe. He had the. It is very pretty. I gotta, gotta hand it to y'all. It is, and it looks layered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the very sure, least, probably the syrup, because I imagine the syrup is a bit heavier than just plain absinthe would probably settles. Yeah, but it does. Like this really tells us that like Angie went shopping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dug deep. <laughs> Depending on where you are, absinthe can be very hard to come by. We're in New Orleans, so we're um, it's in abundance. <laughs> it's in abundance. They, they make absinthe in New Orleans. But pretty is the point, I feel like, with absinthe. Yeah. It is all about the visual. I've seen an awful lot of people in New Orleans be enticed by the visual of absinthe and then spit it out <laughs> once they actually get it. So the fact that this does not, uh, that Taster Notes does not include spitting this out, 
I'm very impressed with Angie. All right. On we go. All right. What you got, Jack? <laughs> Thelonious Drunk, which uh, the name was supposed to be a reference to Thelonious Monk, I believe. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> but the uh, it's just it's beautiful that she lists all the ingredients right there next to it. Tequila, tequila and tequila. With separate bullet points, <laughs> may we note. Uh, taster notes, go-to drink for office parties, church events, family gatherings, and any other occasion you'd like to forget. Oh, man. How <laughs> dare you come in here and be funnier than us? A real purist went with just one tequila in all three. You could do this with a, three different tequilas. a reposado on oh. one part. <laughs> a, uh, I, if I could remember what the other ones are called, I would sound really sophisticated <laughs> right now, but so much for that. Um, but just straight Pepe Lopez the clear stuff. And I'd like to note that, according to Angie, the Green Goblin slash Mount Fuji and the Skittle Water are both better than just straight. <laughs> we made them better. <laughs> as useful as a felonious drunk can be, uh, not appetizing. And I, I'm inclined to agree, Angie. <laughs> Down we go. All right, here we have ah. the Walk of Shame. Vodka, coffee grounds, sand, cool shot glass. Four ingredients in this one. <laughs> Getting ambitious. All right. The notes say use locally sourced sand to help prevent seasonal allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Gritty, definitely going to cause an IBS flare up later. Oh, this so, would have to be the worst. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just I'm basing this off of the blurry background pictures of the the coffee grounds. It looks like. Angie took a, uh, a coffee pod and cracked it open. Oh, oh no, not <laughs> even good coffee. coffee grounds. We don't know. It might have been good coffee in that pod. It's um, in a pod, though. <laughs> oh, man. But I do appreciate it. Maybe it was just really high-quality sand. <laughs> sounds like. Sounds artisanal. Yeah. Um, and and to the to the theme of glass and sand, the the bare shot glass has made a reappearance. It survived the night at the very least. <laughs> yeah, none of the others have been rated IBS flare up. I feel like yeah, that's you can yeah. rank from best to worst, <laughs> but then IBS flare up is in a category of its own. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my so, god. uh, straight up totally forgot that this was even in there. <laughs> but a blood, sweat, and tears. Ingredients are blood, sweat, and tears. <sighs> and can I just draw attention to the glass? <laughs> like, uh -huh. that smear, <laughs> is it real blood? Well, the tasting notes seem to imply... That maybe Andy didn't actually taste this one. <laughs> you can so be we forgiven have... for not drinking this one. If yeah. there is <laughs> such a thing as a too far, too far, <laughs> um, our, our taster notes are Googling glass of blood at work gets you a visit from HR. So, Andy, we hope that you are still gainfully employed. <laughs> or if we've gotten you fired, we hope you didn't like your job very much. You're free now. 
You can, you can get a new career in bartending. <laughs> but truly, I mean, you can source your own blood, sweat, and tears, so we don't have to use great value brand on this. So at yeah. least this is the cheapest yes. of the drinks to produce. The because glass looks so nice. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so that is our menu. And uh, oh, listeners and viewers, we would love to know which of these things would you subject yourself to? <laughs> And if you decide to experiment bravely, as Angie did, um, let us know by whatever means you can. It's a call for help, but we want to hear it. And I feel yeah. like if we have a season two of Noir City Blues, like we're going to be more trepidatious about yeah. the recipes just, that we can come No, we're going to be more adventurous. We'll just have to put in a little disclaimer at the beginning, like, please do not drink this. <laughs> yeah there is like there has to be a like do not try this at home warning like yeah. they do in like acrobatics Which videos wasn't anticipating that. it wasn't but we didn't think you, as fiction writers uh, we had boys. any social responsibility whatsoever <laughs> but here we are i mean no they also like, people die in noir city blues but no one hopefully has tried to mimic that yeah i feel <laughs> like people are, are choosing the choosing their role models selectively from the show <laughs> Bart is the most wholesome character for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. No, it, I think this is just a testament to what incredible <laughs> listeners we have. Yeah. You know, all of our art has come from listeners. This incredible tribute has come from a listener, and and all we can do is uh, is pay tribute to you, Angie. And uh, and so y'all know, Angie also is a supporter of the show. So thanks so much for that, Angie. As thank well. you so much, Angie. You're awesome. Yeah, this is mind-blowing. Um, while we're here, quick little bit in the way of programming notes. So um, we have a couple things coming up before the year is out. Um, we are going to have a quick little Christmas episode coming out, small but potent, we hope, in the vein of these drinks. And I also have had a big project that's been on the docket for a while, and we'll have something in the feed sharing a little bit more about that soon. So keep an eye out. We're going to have a couple more things coming in that'll just be back to the classic old audio vein. But uh, we'll try and, and once in a while get in and do video stuff like this too. We like uh, we like getting to see y'all, a little glimpse of your faces in the lens. <laughs> so that said, thanks for checking this out, y'all. And uh, tell your friends, warn your friends. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. We love you. Later. <laughs> and um, and I have a fun little email back and forth with Angie. You met Angie. So Angie uh, is the one who... The cross-stitch one, yes. So... Yeah. What is... So cool. So Angie came to my booth at um, Multiverse Con and presented me with this cross-stitching of Rita the Raccoon along with some gnomes, and it forever resides in my office now. Hey, speaking of, Jack, uh, do you have anything to say to the millions of listeners who want to know, <laughs> when can we expect the audiobook of book four of Tales Oh, of shoot, I knew I was supposed to be working on something. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, audiobook four is well on its way. Mr. Creepypasta is recording it as we speak. He's been dropping me chapters as they come along. Uh, yes, there was a little bit of a... Um, uh a break there but the break's over and now we're full speed ahead as soon as we know more information on when it's going to be ready we will happily post it but for now uh it's on its way can't wait <laughs>